Welcome to episode six of the Firestorm Show with your host, Scott Gilbert, on the Charisma Network. In today's show, we turn the tables. My friend, Jared Lasky, who is a very successful media minister, has a podcast on Charisma Network, is all over the world in a lot of ways, ministering in Pakistan, ministering in so many beautiful ways in many places, leading people into the fullness of the prophetic helping people move in signs and wonders. Jared is an amazing son of Most High God. We turn the tables today, and Jared interviews me to find out the backstory of what the Lord did with me, transforming my life from just being a standard Christian, believing the Bible, walking in sonship the best I knew, to launching me into an odyssey of seeing signs and wonders and miracles as a normal part of my daily life. And that's available to you. So hear the backstory. Enjoy it. It's a great show. Hello. Good evening, my friends. Always excited to bring you a new Firestorm show. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert. And, you know, we just went through the Christmas season. Some of us were busy. We weren't able to catch the show. Uh, that's okay. You know what? The great thing with the Firestorm show is they all are standalones. They all are different. And tonight's show is going to be always cool. My guest tonight is my good friend, Jared Lasky. Jared, thank you for being here. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here again with you and to hang out with my best friend. I know. It's fun, right? You just And God does all these cool things. So Jared has been on the show a couple of times. You know, he's a founding member of a lot of the stuff that we do in Firestorm. And, but the Lord has just taken him to amazing places. You are now an international media ministry leader uh, on your podcast that's all over the world. Talk about that. What's God doing with you? Oh, Adventures in the Spirit is about to launch its third season on the Charisma Podcast Network. I've interviewed all kinds of people that work in the prophetic ministry, apostolic ministry, evangelistic. Um, a bunch of my friends, you know, I've interviewed Sean Bowles, Patricia King, just amazing people around yeah, the world. Yeah, these are big names. Oh, people who just love Jesus. And yeah. I want to capture their stories of how God uses them, how the Holy Spirit flows in power with them, and then activate people. So at the end of most of my episodes, we activate people to hear God prophesy, see in the Spirit, uh, lay hands on the sick, see them recover. It's a lot of fun. That is so, and that's the same thing that we do here. I mean, Every I think day. that's you and I are like two peas in a pod. That's just what God did with both of us right around the same time is really exciting. And because you were there in the beginning, you're kind of at a pole position, unique place to talk about, you know, what God's been doing with, with us and with Firestorm. So tonight we're going to flip it. So instead of Jared being my guest, we're going to, I'm going to be Jared's guest. We're going to let him take the poll and he's going to interview me and we're just going to talk about what God's doing. Well, it's an honor and it's a pleasure to be on Firestorm. And also this episode will be on Adventures in the Spirit, mm -hmm. my podcast. And so uh, I'm excited to hear what the wonderful Holy Spirit will do through this as people get to know my best friend, Scott <laughs> Gilbert of Firestorm. Uh, we met several years ago. And at that time, you were in an interesting place now, weren't you? Mm -hmm. I would love to hear your backstory as to how God, because now what you're doing is amazing. But several years ago, you were searching, you were wandering, mm -hmm. you were spiritually hungry. Yeah. So can you get us going in, in that backstory as to, you know, looking back, what was it that drove you to be doing what you're doing now? Right. Oh, yeah. The Lord. So in March 2018, I'm walking through my kitchen and a thought prayer hit my head and it was out of the ordinary. I can still remember it because this was not the normal things I prayed for my prayer life. And just to put it in perspective, I've walked with the Lord since I was a little boy. I received Jesus in fullness when I was about 14. I had a supernatural experience of anointing when that happened. Uh, I felt like warm oil come over my head and down my shoulders. It was amazing. Um, that happened as I was a young, you know, 14 year old young man. And I know the Lord has always been with me. There's never been a time, you know, when I didn't know him. As a friend, I've always known Jesus. Even when I was a little five, six-year-old kid, I remember laying in my bed talking to him like you talk to your stuffed animals. And I remember feeling good in him in my heart. I felt like he was there. So, but with all of that, I spent 25 years in full-time Christian ministry with an attitude because I felt like 
the Lord was holding out on me. I felt like my father was like, I felt like there's got to be more. I'm doing everything right. I'm, you know, I'm tithing. I'm teaching the Bible. I'm in full-time Christian ministry. I'm doing everything right. I'm honorable with my wife. I'm not doing whatever wasting sin habit. But I just felt like the Lord was, I, I didn't see people change. I didn't see me change. And I just had an attitude with him. Walking through my kitchen, March 2018, thought prayer hits my head. Lord, teach me to love the way you do. And that was radical for me because my prayers were never like that. They were always my list of stresses, right? And I would come out of prayer more stressed than when I went in because it's marinated in all my owies for 30 minutes or whatever. But the Lord touches me and he says, um, Teach me to love the way you do. And that embarks me on an odyssey Mm. of seeing the Lord do that and move in my heart. So I have now I have his eyes to see people the way he does. His words are on my lips. I'm seeing people supernaturally healed. It didn't happen exactly overnight, but almost. That's March. By the end of June, two months later, it's a normal thing for me to see somebody supernaturally healed every single so, week. Describe that. What was that journey, that, that several-month period from March to June? Yeah. What took place? Was there a key moment? Was yeah. it was it a process? Was it both uh, key yeah. moments and processes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right around that time, within a day or two, um, I lost a really good friend, a mentor, a teacher. He died. Um, mm. Lovely man. You know, it, it was his time. It was, but he carried a mantle. His name was Dan Netherland. He was in uh, Sevierville, Tennessee, and uh, he was a mentor through the martial arts. But he was also a incredible man of God, incredible power, uh, force for the kingdom. And we were good friends. And after he died, and I went to his funeral, I felt like some kind of. Something was passed, and I couldn't define that then, but I can look back now and go, yeah, you know, something changed in me right after that. But at the same time, I I decided to kind of just dig into what does it mean to love the way Jesus did? Mm -hmm. And so I'm reading the scriptures with a different eye. See, I used to read the scriptures, and I would focus entirely on, like, the words of Jesus. Right. You know, I'm ordained by the denominationalists. I, I know the Bible. You knew the Christian lingo. I did. I've you done it. it. Yeah. And I would jump over the supernatural. I'd jump over the works of Jesus because I thought, well, of course, he's God. That's Jesus. I'm not God. Therefore, I have no expectation that I could learn anything from that other than like sitting on the bench and watching a really cool performance and go, yes, clap. Wow, that's amazing. Jesus just raised the dead child. He's giving sight to the blind. Yay. That's your God. But there was never anybody, never, nobody ever taught me. And there's never any expectation that the works of Jesus, he was using as teaching points for not what he could do, but what we would do. Mm -hmm. So the Lord just gets me reading through the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I just read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John for those few months with a mindset of, Lord, teach me through your works the way you've taught me through your words all my life. And the Lord just communicates in revelation and wisdom to my heart that we're not waiting on him to do anything. Jesus said it's finished. He's waiting on us. Okay, well, Lord, what are you waiting on me? He says to my heart, he says, you know, you've been waiting on me. You feel like I'm holding out on you. I've never been holding out. I'm waiting on you. Mm. Oh, waiting on me to do what? Do what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And then I came right back with Lord. I'm just a I'm human. I can't do what Jesus did. And he says to me in my heart, he said, whose spirit lives in you? That's and right. I'm like, well, yours. So who did all those things? Y- you did. So it'll still be me doing it. Oh, oh, yeah. So now I just have to like step out in faith and try. And uh, I did. So tell us about that. How and why did you step out in faith? Yeah. 
So I'd gone to an equipping conference in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan with one of my high-level black belts with the intention of, and I should just clarify that a lot of people don't know, my main thing for 25 years now, I started a small Christian martial arts school after I got out of law school. Um, actually during law school, I started a small Christian martial arts school that after three years of law school, as I'm sitting for the bar, it had grown and grown and grown. It was really big and really successful. And the Lord just said, what would it look like if you used everything I've given you for my glory and not yours? So I went full bore into my Christian martial arts school, Savior Martial Arts. And that's my life. That's been my life for 25 years. So I say I go to an equipping conference. I go to this just kind of power evangelism school for three days with one of my high-level black belt guys that loves me with the intention of overhauling the spiritual overlays that we do in all of my martial arts schools, the stuff we teach additional to the physical, which is way more important, the character building, the deeper things, knowing the Lord, knowing who you are in Christ, how we live as Christians, all of that's in my school. But a lot of stuff I've been, I'm doing, I've been doing since the 80s, mm-hmm. maybe since the 90s. And I just felt like I need to tweak this. I need to modernize. So we go to this equipping conference. I come back from that, and there was a speaker there that just encouraged us in everything I just said. Jesus has already accomplished everything. He, everything he taught was for us of what we would be doing. That's why Jesus could say, my followers will do greater works than I did, which I never understood. And then he modeled how to pray for the sick, how to come in love so that people know that Jesus sees them, how to get words of knowledge for people. I'd never tried that. Hmm. I'm not in a denomination that does that. And I always thought it was weird, but uh, the speakers made it seem really normal because they did it all in love not to like get a notch anywhere or buy my book or any self, any, no, there was no self. It was just, God loves everybody you're going to see today. He needs you to step into the fold and let them know. Okay. So I'm just audacious enough because of 30 years of martial arts training, getting thrown on my head over and over. um, I'm just audacious enough to try. And I did. And You know, my results may not be exact to your results, but the very first person I prayed for publicly in public got supernaturally, dramatically, miraculously healed in the moment. Well, I want to hear that story. I know we probably don't want to uh, drop any names. I've heard this story before, but for those listening in, this is a powerful thing. Like you probably came from this not knowing what, what did the Holy Spirit do in me? But then you're like, I'll step out in faith. Now that's taking a risk. Mm -hmm. And that's also just looking at this person who in the moment you want to have the eyes and feet of Jesus. You want to have the love of Jesus on you. Mm -hmm. You look at them. This is someone that Jesus loves. So why wouldn't I Mm -hmm. uh, bless them? Why wouldn't I pray for them? So uh, if you can Mm -hmm. share that story of that first miracle, the first miracle, miracle. it was cool because it completely, that was so miraculous. It changed me forever. Right. So my wife and I, she's very active in environmental things and uh, she saves the bay one oyster at a time. She's amazing. And honestly, I'm busy. I'm working. I got lots of things going on. I don't really do a lot of that stuff with her. But uh, she was going to do a service project. It's late June. It's hot. It's buggy. They're going to be working down in the mud and the muck and the bugs and the fish and whatever. And uh, we get there and there's about 30 people gathered around the head lady who I've met before. She's a lovely person, but at the same time, I know, because my wife is friends with her, that she is a spiritual blank slate. She is not a Christian. She's not, like, negative or opposed to it. She just is kind of a unique animal that she grew up in a vacuum spiritually, Mm -hmm. and now at mid-50s or whatever she is, she just is interested but kind of doesn't see the value. So uh, she's explaining what we're going to do. We're going to haul sand from up there and down here and carry this stuff and oysters over here. And it's hard work. And uh, as she's finishing her explanation to about 30 people that are gathered around, you know, in the size of a dining room table. I mean, they're, they're close that she can just talk. As I'm standing there, I'm noticing that she is moving very tight. She's like robotic. And at the end, she says, and guys, 
I'm really sorry. I was working on my boat this weekend. I pulled a muscle, pinched a nerve, did something, felt electricity go down my neck, down my left side. I can't move. I'm really sorry. I won't be able to help today. Can we pause real quick? I want to encourage everybody listening. That is an invitation for you to partner with what the Holy Spirit's doing in the moment and about to do. Yeah. When someone says, hey, they start, you're, you're, you might be walking by them. This is an invitation where you're... You're not striving for this. You're not no. pushing for this. No. But she brings this up and then you. You have a choice at that point. You know, you could be standing in line at the grocery store and you hear the two ladies behind you talking about, oh, yeah, you know, my knee, it's killing me and I got to go to PT tomorrow or whatever. Now you have a decision. Right. And the Lord says he desires obedience more than sacrifice. Right. And so then in this situation, she's saying this, yeah. and then what did you decide to do? <laughs> well, what did you hear the Holy Spirit say? I looked at my wife, and she looked at me, and she immediately says, I'll go sign us in. She just peaced out, uh, you know, with this sort of go fly your freak flag, Scott, but I'm going to go sign us in. You know, she loves me, but that's really what happened. So I walked up. So the lady gives the explanation of all what we're going to do. And she's pretty much, it's like, okay, now break, go, start. I walked immediately up to her. Everyone's still gathered right around. I walked immediately up to her and I said to her, if you let me pray for you, Jesus will completely heal you right now. Okay. So let's pause there. Yeah. So there's the invitation to partner with what the Holy Spirit's doing and about to do. And then you flip it and you say this is what Jesus is going to do. I go right off. I sawed Boom. off the branch I was standing on. There's no hope. I have, I'm like, hey, maybe Jesus will do it. Hey, if it's your will or none of that stuff. Because I had just been taught the way we pray for the sick is we do it the way Jesus did. And Jesus never negotiated. You read it. I did. Read the gospel. See the way Jesus prayed for the sick. Jesus prayed with authority. He said, stretch out your hand, pick up your mat and walk. He told them what to do with authority. Well, so, well, maybe, you know, a lot of people pray prayers. God bless you. I love you guys, but don't pray a prayer. Lord, if it be your will, yeah. because what does the Bible say? Heal the sick. Yeah. It's a command. He never says pray Heal for the, the sick. sick. It is God's will. It is God's will. So now let's move on with the yeah. story here. Yeah. What so next? I walk up to her. Hey, if you let me pray for you, Jesus is going to completely heal you right now. It's important to know I had never done that before in my life ever the first time. But I knew that if I didn't step out, I was going to go right back to the, my life the way before I call it, just go back to Monday. And I didn't want to do that. So she looks at me and she's like, okay, you know, she's wearing glasses and she's having a hard time moving. I, and my wife joins us now. So my, so Lynn is standing right there with me through all of this stuff, you know, because of male, female issues, I didn't put a hand on her. I touched, I reached my hand out and I put it next to her jaw because she showed, she had told us where the pain was. And I said a quick prayer. It was something like this. Father, I thank you for Holy Spirit presence and Holy Spirit power. You love me. You love my friend. We'll call her Diane. You love Diane. And right now on the authority of Jesus Christ, I command all pain go now. Get out in Jesus name. And she freaks She's turning her head side to side. She says, what's happening? What's happening? I said, I don't know, Diane, what's happening? Is your pain gone? She says, no, there's still a little bit right here. She grabs my hand and sticks it on the side of her neck. And I said, okay, I'll pray again. Because I think a lot of times we give up too soon. Right. So I prayed again. And it's quick, guys. This is not a long treatise on anything. You know, Jesus prayed very quick. How, I mean, let's just use Lazarus at the tomb. How long was that prayer? It's the most dramatic miracle in the history of the world. You know how many Probably words there were? Four seconds. Well, he says like four words yeah. or maybe three. Lazarus, come, come forth. forth. Yeah. Three words. Three. All right. So I try to keep it really short. It's also a way that I make it not about me. Right. Because I can't heal anybody. 
It's you, Jesus. You already in me. made it about Jesus. You said Jesus is going to. If do you this. let me pray for you, Jesus will completely heal you right now. Yeah. So she's like, "No, there's still pain right here." Takes my hand, sticks it on her face. I say, "Okay, I'll pray again. Pray one more time, Father. I thank you in Jesus' name. I command any spirit of affliction, let her go right now. Go right into spiritual warfare on the authority of Jesus Christ. All pain go. All movement return in Jesus' name. Amen." And Jared, she goes bananas. She is weeping behind her glasses. She's turning her head. She's moving completely. And she says things like, she's, the first thing she says is, you're magic. You're magical. Because right. that's what she was aware of. She has no that's construct for this. But, but then what did you say? I said, no, Diane, that's just Jesus showing up, letting you know how much he loves you and is in hot pursuit of your heart. Amen. And everyone's like, okay, how did you seal the deal? And guys, I went back to Holland Sand. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a construct for this myself. If I could go back and do it again, I would say, yeah, that's Jesus. He's, you know, he's in hot pursuit of your heart. Would you like to thank him? Mm-hmm. I would have said that. And then like, yeah, oh, sure. How do I thank him? And I just would have led her to receive him. But I didn't then because I didn't know. And you don't know a miracle is going to happen, right? You want it to. You hope it does. But, you know, that's why it's called a miracle. Right. And so since then, that was, how, how long ago was that? That was June, uh, June 2018, so a little bit over three years June now. 2018. So let's, let's expand a little more. What did you all of a sudden see God do next? Oh, yeah, that? man. Where, where you, you have this heart to equip people and activate people to do this mm-hmm. daily. Yeah. And uh, when you and I go around places, let's let's talk about the VA today. Today, what today. happened in the last six what, hours? What did God do through you at the VA? Well, so Jared had an appointment at the Veteran Affairs, so I drive him there as his trusty chauffeur. And as I'm sitting in the parking lot, I'm like, "Okay, Lord, what am I going to do? How long is this going to take?" Right. And it's a it's a pretty day. You know, it's not raining. It's sunny. It's a nice day. And I decided, you know, what? I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to talk to the Lord. It's a great opportunity. I'm just going to talk to the Lord. So I start doing that. But then I'm like, wait a second. We're blessed to be a blessing. Right. So I struggled in my mind for a little while. But then I decided, you know what? I'm just going to roll down my window. And as people walk by, because the place is mobbed. The VA is mobbed. The parking lot, it's like mall at Christmas. There's people just scoping for parking places all the time. There's folks walking up and down. They're on their way. I think people will know this because if you want to go to the VA, be there at 8 to 9, there's nobody. (laughs) Right after 9, good luck finding a parking space. Well, we were there after that. Yeah. So I decided to do this. People would walk by. You know, just walk by the front of the car. I'm sitting in the car. I'm not leaning on the hood. It's not weird. But I just stuck my head out and I said, hey, sir, I'm just like waiting for my buddy to come out. And uh, hey, I'm just praying. Is there anything I can pray for you for? And they stop and they process and they think about it. And he and he says to me, he says, yeah, um, yeah, great. Yeah, um, I got bone cancer and they're testing to see if it's metastasized. Mm -hmm. His name was Rob. And I'm like, yeah, man, let me do it right now. So I do it while he hears. He's actually walking closer to me now. And I just pray a quick prayer of healing over his body, curse cancer, command all metastases to stop or whatever. You just riff and fill in with your presence in Jesus' name. Off he goes. Mm -hmm. And then as people are just cruising by, I just duck my head out. And uh, there were, I probably prayed for eight or ten people during the time. Let's say eight people. A couple of them. Not having it. Right. You know, and that's okay. There will be that. Yeah, because the Lord showed me after that, because, you know, you get you get offended in your heart to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord showed me, which is not right, because we shouldn't be offended about anything. Jesus was not offendable. We shouldn't be offendable. I'm working on that. But the Lord said this to me in my heart. He said, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Right. You want to know my heart? This is what my heart is. It's being rejected by my children. So wasn't there a, a woman that... That you mm-hmm. prayed for, and then she felt something. Yeah, it was Can cool. Can you describe that? Yeah, her name was Linda. She had lost her car in the parking lot, and she just kind of wandering a little bit. And I ducked my head out, and I said, hey, hello, ma'am. Hey, I'm just waiting on my buddy to come out, and, you know, I'm spending the time praying. Is there anything I can pray for you for? And she stops, and she says, well, yeah, I'm going to walk really slowly past your car then. And I said, yeah, do it. What do you got? 
she says, um, yeah, I have breast cancer and, uh, it hurts a lot. I'm in a lot of pain and they need to, they're talking about taking one off, doing a mastectomy. And I said, oh yeah, well, what's your name? She told me her name was Linda. And I prayed quickly, father, I thank you for my sister, Linda. That's just another pro tip I do when I pray for women, Mm -hmm. just so that nobody gets any weird ideas. Like, Father, I thank you for my sister, Linda. You love her so much. You paid such a price for her. So right now, on the authority of Jesus Christ, I command all cancer go now in Jesus' name. Be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Body be healed in Jesus' name. And she stands there and she says, I felt that. She felt it. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, yeah, you know, Jesus still heals. He just uses his kids to heal his other kids. Right. So we're believing for a full healing with her. You know, obviously in that moment, she can't go get doctor's results yeah. or anything. But at least she felt the love and the presence of God. I think that's a key. It's not really about seeing people healed, although it's glorious. And we will see it. You will see it, listener. You will see it. If you step out in risk, in faith, and pray for people, when it's awkward, that's what activates I think the anointing, but it's not about that. It's about, did people feel loved? Feel loved. That's right. If they felt loved, that's the presence of God. You did it right. That's right. So let's rewind a little bit. So that was just today. Mm-hmm. And that's really, if you're hanging out with Scott, expect it to be every day. I, yeah. So let's rewind a little bit. After your first miracle, then how did God eventually advance you into what it is that you're doing now? Yeah. You're, you're now on the radio. God's using you in power. Mm-hmm. You're equipping people. You're uh, going to be a special guest at uh, an event coming up, which yeah. is exciting. You know, traveling, uh, doing what Jesus did, mm-hmm. but just um, and bringing together the stories like like here. And I've been an honored guest on, on your program to just share what Jesus is doing through people, yeah. normal people, people like you listening in. God can use you. OK, right. Mm. So what did God do after that first miracle to now? Well, he completely radically changed my perspective of what it means to be a Christian. I thought what it meant to be a Christian was I've said the prayer. You got great doctrine. I got the doctrine. I'm in church. I'm tithing. I'm staying legit with my wife. I feel bad when I speed, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. And the Lord just completely blew away all of my attitude that was I'm waiting on him. And he redeemed it, and he gave me this heart for other people. And really, he showed me how I'm a son. He's not mad at me about anything. So it changed my perspective on what Christianity is. And not a prayer to go to heaven when you die, although you do need to pray to receive Jesus, but a prayer to get heaven into you right now and then start acting like it every day, everywhere you go. Because of those now, you know, 30-some years of martial arts training and teaching and running schools and affecting truly tens of thousands of students over that time, I call that that sensei skill set, which the way – if you've never been involved in a quality martial arts school – The way it should be done is you take a new student that's unsure, that's not really confident, and you break big things down into little pieces, and you give them immediate, constant improvement notes. Like, you're doing great on this. Okay, now just try it this way. And they go from nothing to, let's just say, eating the elephant, right, a little bit at a time, and they see themselves grow. They see themselves rise in their own estimation that's how we build confidence. You can do it as a piano teacher. You can do it arranging flowers. Right. You can, But that's a kind of martial concept of how we encourage and equip people. So what the Lord did with me, use that exact same skill set to teach people how to love the way Jesus did, see the Holy Spirit heal people normally as part of your regular life, uh, the prophetic words of knowledge. We've seen, I've seen one resurrection Uh, I've seen blind eyes open as a normal part of life. Miraculously, the miraculous is, it's not commonplace, but it's expected now. Mm -hmm. And that's available to absolutely every single believer, not the elite few. Okay, let me zero in on something right now. You mentioned a resurrection. Hmm. I was part of that. You were part of it. Indirectly. Yeah. So let's go there because I know that people listening in, some people are like, what are these guys talking about? I know. This these might are, be new concepts yeah, to people. Yeah. Who's this guy commanding the body? Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't, isn't that what Jesus did? Yeah. But That's I never got Bible taught says. that. Nobody ever taught me that. 
Not in a church, but yeah. But that's the key. Yeah. Commanding the body. Mm-hmm. But now let's talk about this. Within a year and a half yeah. of God using from your first from the first miracle God did through you, mm-hmm. there's this resurrection. Yeah, it was uh, actually on Thanksgiving that. Day, 2019. Uh, we have friends over, you know, we're all doing Thanksgiving, good friends, family, everybody. And our friend Howard, who had, we had ministered together, you and I, for a long time. We're good friends, dear friends. He puts on this, you know, prayer text stream that you and I are on and probably half a dozen other people. And he announces that his mother-in-law has just died. Right. In her chair at her house on Thanksgiving with all the family around. Right. Please pray. And people start chiming in. Oh, you know, so sorry for your loss. All the normal stuff. You know, she's in a better place. And Howard responds and he says, no, we need to pray for resurrection. That's right. And I thought, okay, let's do this. So I and you and some other people that are all gathering around, uh, you know, di- geographically diverse, we're not physically there, Um, start praying and commanding her spirit to return to her body, cursing the spirit of death and commanding her to return in Jesus name to his great glory. And about 10 minutes later, Mm -hmm. he goes on there and he says, okay, we're getting to their house. They'd been away and they're driving back. EMS is on the way, all of that. And I think EMS was there when they pulled up. So it's his mother-in-law. It's his wife's mother. So Howard and his wife pull up to the to Mama's house. EMS is there. Uh, they have not defibrillated her. They've done none of that stuff. But they've already called it. They've called it, and they they've got her out of the chair, and she's laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the kids, the adult children that were have been there the whole time, have been there. Nobody's left. I mean, the, the eyewitnesses are still there. So Howard and his wife, his wife walks into the room praying in the spirit, and Mama comes back. The EMS guy freaks out, runs out of the house, says, I got to get out of here. Amen. Um, Now, I wasn't in the room, but we were praying in fervency. You were. Mm -hmm. There's about half a dozen of us. Mama comes back. They put mama in the ambulance. Hey, sorry, we got to take you to the, to the emergency room. You just died. No, I feel great. And they do all the tests, and uh, she is great. She's no brain damage. Nothing. Nothing. No high blood pressure, nothing out of whack. No trace of any damage from the death, but this was Jesus. Yeah. Now, let's let's just dis- discuss the Holy Spirit was present there, mm-hmm. even though we were not physically mm-hmm. You and I have seen several different miracles or healings uh, via text message. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's the text message, but the, the text message was a prayer yeah. that then someone is reads it, mm-hmm. reads it out loud, and then God does the miracle in that moment. So let's, yeah. let's describe that because I remember, and I'm not sure if we, just, uh, we talked about this on the two podcast episodes that I have you on yeah. on my program, but... But I remember, you know, sharing a story one day. We're at a meeting. Uh, we, we were kind of wrapping up the meeting. We're praying over people. And I gave a testimony of how a friend of mine was healed of pneumonia. And I, I didn't have the opportunity to pray or call or whatever, but I sent a prayer via text. Yeah. And I said, put your hands on your chest. Pray this prayer out loud. And then they were healed of pneumonia. Mm-hmm. So I shared this. And then... You're about to fly, like, within an hour Oh, that was with Sonny. With that was Sonny's eyes. And yeah. Sonny is a great guy. Sonny, yeah. if you're watching or listening in, we love you. I apologize. I didn't text him back after Christmas. I was um, at digital film school the last three months. He'll get over it. <laughs> so, so Sonny, I'm going to go meet Sonny. And then you're about to fly to Florida. Yeah. And you're like, hey, Jared, I think Sonny just got healed. You are. I'm Scott Gilbert. I'm your host on the Firestorm broadcast. Tonight, we flip the script. I am the guest and my buddy, my dear friend, international media ministry leader, Jared Lasky, is actually interviewing me. So, yeah, the backstory on uh, the healing over text message. Yes. Cool thing with that is our scriptural support for that is Jesus healing the centurion's son, right. a centurion's servant, right? And uh, at a distance, you know, Jesus, the centurion servants come and they say, hey, you know, can you please come? And Jesus says, yes, I'll go. And the centurion says, no, no, you know, I am not worthy, but I'm a man under authority. 
Yeah, I say this to this one, he does. I say go to that one, he goes. So just say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus is amazed and he says, I haven't found faith like this in all of Israel. So, and this guy's not a, he's not Jewish. He's a heathen, he's a Roman. So the beautiful thing of that story is Jesus is activated by someone, by faith. That we can do the exact same thing. And at a distance, the guy's healed, right? So today, that looks like text message. Right. So we have this mutual friend. His name's Sonny. He's, I'm, I'm standing in a, in a gate, going to fly somewhere, and I get a text from Sonny, and he says, Sir, could you please pray for me? Uh, I got Bell's palsy. I'm seeing lights in one eye. I can't see. And, you know, basically, can you pray for my eyes? It's sort of a, it's like a mini blind eyes open. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're having vision problems. And I couldn't call him. You know how busy a gate area is, and it's a little awkward. So I just hammer out a text uh, longhand. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for all lights to stop right now. Body be healed, all vision return, all pain go. I don't think there was any pain, but I worked it in. <laughs> you know, just cover my bases. Just cover the bases. All pain go in Jesus' name to his great glory. Send. And, you know, if you know how your phone works you can actually drag over and you can see a timestamp of when you sent that right and then not not 30 seconds later i get a text from Jim, from sunny thank you brother it all stopped it's better amen great that's that's awesome and but then he shares with me yeah I'm about to go see Jared. I had no idea. You guys had some meeting set up. And I never met him before, but he understood that I was healed, and he wanted to hear my healing story yeah. from uh, combat, how God healed me. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just all set up. This was a divine this was a setup. setup. <laughs> divine setup. Yeah. So sunny eyes get healed in a moment, miraculous healing. All of his vision returns. All of the problems go away. And he's happening to be on his way to meet you. You guys meet, and what did he report? I'll turn it back around. Oh, What's I, the rest? I caught it on video. It's on the Fireborn Ministries YouTube, so that's a shameless Go plug ahead. for the Fireborn Ministries yeah. YouTube channel. And uh, he just shared the testimony of how God healed him through text and how Scott was instrumental in that. And so we've seen other things since that day. Mm-hmm. And Sonny is a great guy. He'll message us, text us both during the holidays. Yeah, every He's holiday. He's still healed to this day. Oh, yeah. Okay, healed. Okay, healed mm. and whole. But, Scott, you, you, earlier we mentioned about commanding the body. Okay. Maybe some people are curious about that. And then you also said something that some people might uh, be curious about, about why pray more than once? What if they're not immediately healed? Yeah. There's scriptural evidence. Even Jesus laid hands on the blind man. Yeah. What do you see? And yeah. I think Jesus spit in his hands. He did. He prayed know. twice. And the, and the guy, you know, it took a few times, even through Jesus. Yeah. So can you uh, elaborate on commanding the body and that principle to yeah. see healing? I think this is absolutely key to take your prayers from maybe what you learned, what I learned, which is we pray for people and, you know, it's very heartfelt and father, you love aunt Stella and Lord, if it's your will, could you please heal her? And we're begging, we're coming uh, maybe as intercessory prayers, but this is not the way Jesus prayed for the sick, right? He didn't do any intercessory prayers. He prayed with command and with power. Now we do not command God, right? This is crucial. But we're given authority over creation. This is called the Edenic Covenant, and it's the authority God gave Adam. He said, I give you authority over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, every creeping thing, which is also the snake, uh, everything in all of creation. I give you that authority. Well, we gave that authority, our oldest ancestors gave that authority away to our arch enemy, right. which is why Jesus can call the enemy the, the prince of this world. He called him the God of this world right. because we gave our authority as sons to the arch enemy. But Jesus on the cross came to restore all things, including our position as sons and daughters of God. Therefore, he took the power that the enemy had stolen from us that we didn't steal. We gave it willingly. Right. He took that and he gave it back to every single believer. So that's kind of the theology behind it. So when I know who I am as a son, I step right back into the garden as if I never ate the apple and I have authority over creation. Man, you are dirt and to dirt you'll return. So I can command the dirt. 
And that's what I do. I speak to the shoulder and I say shoulder on the authority of Jesus Christ. All pain go now. I'm not commanding God to do it, but I'm commanding the body. And when we command the body in faith, Jesus' Holy Spirit, same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, lives in us. That's what seems to activate the prayer of healing. That's exciting. So then, and everyone can do it. And how can everyone do it? So for me, the first step was you got to get your heart in the right position. It comes from spending time with the Lord in the quiet, in the, we call it the secret place. It's a overused term. A lot of people don't know what it means. It's just quiet prayer time where you're not asking for anything. You're just enjoying his presence. And people say, well, I don't feel anything. It's not about that. I don't feel anything either. It's not about how I feel, but it's about knowing the Lord said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You are here everywhere I am. You are Lord because you live in me and you just kind of enjoy that relationship in your imagination and as you talk to him. And that's what I call the secret place by spending time in that. It increases the Holy Spirit that's already in us and he comes on us. And then we just go about our life. I don't look for sick people. I don't track down a limping guy in the Home Depot parking lot. I know people that do that. Stop it. It's weird. But I come in love. And when the Lord opens my eyes to someone, now you have a now you have a decision. Are you going to do the awkward thing and go up, hey, man, hey, you are you limping? Buddy, I had a knee break like that, and hey, what's going on? Can I just pray for you real quick? Sometimes people are say, no, I don't want any prayer. No, thank you. That happens. But other times, more often than not, people are really intrigued. Right. So let's describe um, you and I went to a grocery store, gas Gas station yeah, grocery store. We anyway, yeah, today. One of those. One of those places. Gas station grocery store. I, I got me an energy drink. And what took place on walking in? That was fun. What What is this? So this was just a couple hours ago also. Yes. Yeah. And, and honestly, bro, I got to tell you, the anointing increases when I'm around you. It's because the spirit in me and the spirit in you, there's a kindredness there. And I can just feel it. And it's not. You know, so if you have a friend that is, you know, uniquely walking with the Lord, hang out with them. You will see that there's iron sharpens iron and together, you know, two are better than one. Well, and also you you mentioned it just like 15 seconds ago. You know, the Holy Spirit is given without measure. Mm -hmm. We can have as much or as little of the Holy Spirit as we want. Listen, I want it all. Yeah. Okay. I want it all. And then when I hang out with people who want it all, it's a holy, holy time. Yeah. It's divine. It's fun. It's really fun. So, yeah, we're going in this uh, gas station, you know, thing and buy, buy a bottle of water to get ready for the show. So it was just recently. And I walk up and as I'm walking up to the to the this place, I I broke my leg in November 2005. Pretty dramatic break. Um, got a rod and some screws in there and all the stuff from a sports injury. Uh, and it started hurting like the break site, which is from what? Almost 20 years ago. It's stupid. There's no reason it should hurt. And it doesn't happen to me hardly ever. Maybe twice a year. Mm. You know, it hasn't been bothering me. So I'm walking up there. I'm like, dang, what's going on with this leg thing? And I just get this idea you know, maybe I'm about to meet somebody that has a pain like this and the Lord is cluing me in to be sensitive to a hurting person. Maybe it's not about me. Right. Maybe he's using this in me to keep me aware, right? So I'm just audacious. I go up to pay for my water and I say to the lady, I say, uh, hey, random question do you maybe have like a bone that was broken that didn't heal right, that's hurting you? Without missing a beat, man, she says, oh, yeah, I was in a terrible car accident. I wrecked both of my knees. They are hurting so bad right now. Mm -hmm. And I just said to her, you know, there's a line in this place. I'm not trying to be weird. I just said, yeah, Jesus loves you. He sees you. Can I pray for your knees real quick? She grabs my hand. Bows her head right there at the register, and I say a quick prayer of healing, fill her with the presence of the Holy Spirit, speak command, healing to her knees, in Jesus' name. So then what took place? Well, 
I am moving fast. Mm-hmm. I, if I could go back and do it again, I'd pray a second time. I said, okay, check it. This is crucial, okay? Jesus said things like stretch out your hand, pick up your mat and walk. He made people activate. Do something. Do something right. to see. And I said to her, I said, okay, is there any way you can just check it to see? Don't hurt yourself. And she, she didn't check it. She just stood there. And she said, yeah, it still hurts the same. Okay. You know, I have seen it happen in a moment. And I've had people call me two weeks later and say, hey, after you prayed for me. But even Jesus had that. Jesus had that. But here's the crazy thing that happened with this. Yeah, this was the, I believe that she felt love because the first thing she says to me afterwards, she says, thank you. Thank you so much. Nobody's ever done anything like this for me before. Mm -hmm. Did she feel loved? Yes. Then I did it right. Yeah. Did I see it immediately manifest a healing? Not that time. But I walk out of that place. I got no more pain in my broken leg break site from 20 years ago. It's completely gone. So I feel like I delivered the package. Right. And so in that moment, so we've already covered a lot here. Talked about miracles, healings, your, the first miracle God did through you. We talked about a resurrection, about commanding the body. Mm-hmm. Covered a lot of ground, man. Sympathy pains. Sympathy like, pains. Like maybe someone out there is like, you know what? That's happened to me. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they could realize, wait, that's kind of something. It's it's not like a pain pain, but it's just like a sympathy, like just this little nudge. Everybody's you know? different, I think. And I've heard it described as, you know, a sharp, weird pain that you know isn't yours. You've never hurt your neck and or your back or your finger or whatever. And you have an instant sharp call your attention to pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not just because you're getting older. It's because the Lord is cluing you into a hurting person that's around you. But then you have to do the step of faith and stand in line in Starbucks and look around and go, hey, I don't know, guys, random question. But does anybody have pain right now on the outside of their right knee and you point to it like right here? I've done that so many times and I've had people say, yes, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. But it, if I didn't step out and try and practice, I'd never know. You'll never know if it's him or you unless you do the awkward thing and present it. And, it, and it's usually someone that's right around right then. Right. My experience is it's not like the Lord's going to tell you, hey, you're going to have a sympathy pain and in six hours you're going to meet somebody. Right. It's usually very immediate. Right. And so this sympathy pain didn't last that long. It was on the way in. I mean, I'm a witness. I was there. Yeah. And then pretty cool. walking out. Uh, and, and then for me, you know, when people bring up a conversation around me, mm-hmm. oftentimes, like I had this prophet by the name of Bob, Bob Laughlin, and he'd said, he said, you don't need to go around telling people what you do and your title or any yeah. of that stuff. He said, they'll just know. Mm-hmm. And so through conversation, you know, for me, people start talking about dreams, Yeah, start talking about dreams. I had this one cause I was in Hawaii uh, for the last three months learning digital filmmaking to add to the ministry. Mm-hmm. And this young staff lady was talking about a dream. I had this dream and, and I was like, oh, that's an invitation for me to see what the Holy Spirit has for her. And then this dream was, uh, it was her dream, but it was about her with an ex-boyfriend driving over a bridge. And then there was this, you know, uh, a massive break in the bridge and then they fell down and then, uh, but they were safe and then that's it. Right. right? And immediately I knew, knew the dream. It's about an old relationship that ended. You can't pick it up. You can't drive mm-hmm. with it again. You thought it was going in the right direction with God. And, you know, because they were Christians, you know, mm-hmm. but but it ended. So I, I remember uh, the interpretation that God, God did. It was key on it ended. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened within two minutes? That ex-boyfriend texted her and apologized for how it ended, but it was over. Yeah. It was ended. And she was like, Jared. You'd not believe right now, you know, and I was like, listen, man, this is Jesus. Yeah, this is available for every believer, for everybody. So the Holy Spirit opens up opportunities. I've learned don't push things. Yeah. Don't push things. <clears throat> Operate in love. Yeah. So, Scott, we are glorifying Jesus through this. And I have a, a deep sense that there are people out there. Um, if they got questions, they could go to your website, mm-hmm. Firestorm United. Dot org. Dot org. Firestormunited.org. Send in your prayer requests. If, if you have prayer requests, send in your stories. Mm-hmm. Be like, how can I learn to do 
what what God is doing through Scott. So I want to encourage people to go there. But Scott, I believe that there's an anointing to pray right now and see what the Holy Spirit has for people out there. I know we can't have people call in, but by faith we can reach out Mm -hmm. and, and start, like even now, if there's a left knee that needs to be healed in Jesus' name, we pray comfort over that person. We command that that knee healed and whole in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Um, Holy Spirit, what do you have? Holy Spirit, what do you have? Be glorified. Yeah, and as you're going to that, I just want to add in a little teaching point here. So you might be listening to this going, okay, they're just making stuff up. Why? How do we know that's legit? That's just them. That's weird. I always thought that. Here's how you know, okay? You just kind of wait for something to pop into your mind that you weren't thinking about. Mm-hmm. that's him. And the only way you can test it then is just to step out and do it. So as you're praying for that, mm-hmm. okay, the thing I heard, uh, I feel like there's a man named Joe. Joe, you're between jobs. You lost a job and you're looking for a job. And I feel like, I think actually, I just feel like the Lord said, call him Joseph. Joseph, I, the, I the Lord is saying that he has got this for you, but he needs you to know that it's going to come from him and not from your stressing and your your ability to resource this. So, Father, right now, I thank you for my brother, Joseph. I thank you, Lord, that you do go before him and behind him. You're his rear guard. You're on his left and his right. And I call forth this perfect job that you've already prepared. And I feel like, Joseph, I feel like the Lord is saying, you've been to the interview and you pushed it aside, but that the Lord is saying it's going to come back. It's going to resurrect and it's going to be the exact the exact thing. So, Joseph, when that happens, you know who to give glory to, right? Amen. Amen. You know, um, as you're talking about Joseph, I'm also kind of what popped into my head was someone driving a a red Mack truck. They're a trucker. Maybe they're listening Mm -hmm. into this. Um, And, you know, Jesus is with you. Uh, I think there's been um, uh, a marriage that needs some restoration and so you, you've been driving, you've been long hauling, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're part of the backbone of America. So thank you so much for your work and what you're doing and working these long hours during the holidays. And, and just kind of curious if God is using you. God is using you in every day and he's with you in that vehicle. But um, I see a restoration coming for that marriage. Um, maybe you were uh, blindsided to something a few like about three or four weeks ago. Couldn't believe what was taking place uh, through this. Uh, uh, you know, just maybe there's something filed. But in the name of Jesus, I pray for complete restoration in your marriage in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also pray that that you get this advancement in, in your job where uh, I think there's going to be a time where you will become a manager and, and have a, a bonus and a raise and things like that. So that that's coming too, and that will give you more time at home. But in Jesus' name, Jesus be glorified in this marriage. Be glorified in this relationship. Bring restoration in Jesus' name. And brother, if that's you, reach out to uh, you know reach out to us when you can. Reach out to Scott FirestormUnited.org. Let us know what God did in Jesus' yeah. name. Sweet, I think I got one. Go for and it. And then we we're gonna have to wrap up pretty soon. But yeah, um, so Lauren, Lauren, you're in law enforcement. I feel like you're in dispatch now. You have been on the patrol. You've been out there, but I feel like you were injured. I think it had something to do with a white van. And the Lord is saying that you have not been put on the shelf. You have not been washed up, but he is going to use you in deeper ways. And you're going to touch so many more people. You have an ability to speak peace into hurting people in terrible situations. You've seen it over and over. You're thinking about it right now. And the Lord is saying he's going to increase that on you. He's giving you a wider reach than anything you had before one-on-one. And he has not tabled you, Lauren. This is exactly what he has for you. And And I just feel like there, there's also, I think there's a back injury that had to do with the white van. So, Father, on the authority of Jesus Christ, I thank you for complete you, restoration Lord. in Lauren's back that happened from the white van accident. I thank you for all discs to line up, all nerves be made new, complete restoration, all movement return right now in Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Well, that was awesome. I'm with my friend Scott (laughs) Gilbert on Firestorm. So this was a special episode where we collaborated. So you're listening to this on Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky podcast, but also on Firestorm. Yeah. And soon. (laughs) So Scott, I give it back to you. Yeah, soon Firestorm will be uh, international. 
Thank you to Jared's suggestion on the Charisma Network also. So if you've listened to the Firestorm Network on terrestrial radio, that's amazing. We love you. That's, you know, that's awesome. But the Lord is showing us that there's a bigger there's a bigger audience out there in other ways where we can equip more people. That's what we want. We want to equip you. I want to let you know that God is not he's not waiting on on anything from us. Jesus has already accomplished everything. But we need to step into that fullness. You don't need any more education. You don't need to listen to my show to learn how to do it. You just need to, as a son or daughter, step out and practice in love, praying for people, not when it's safe, not in your faith community, when people are in your house for your Bible study. There's no risk there, guys. The other big thing the Lord's shown me is 21st century faith is spelled R-I-S-K. That's right. It's going to be in awkward situations, sticking your head out of the door and saying, hey, man, sorry, but I'm just praying for people. Can I pray for you? And that's when you're going to start getting a weird tingle on the back of your right kneecap. Or, you know, another way we were talking about sympathy pains is somebody described it once to me of it'll feel like a feather on the wind just brushing your skin. Mm. And I thought, okay, let's follow up on that. And he said, yeah, you know, it'd be so easy to ignore. It's really, really faint. But after you felt a feather brush against you, the next feather you can identify, right? That's what words of knowledge can often be like. It's very, very faint. Jesus, you know, the the spirit is the still, quiet voice. So once you ask for it and learn to hear it, you're going to start hearing that quiet voice for other people, mm-hmm. and that's when you have an opportunity to step into the breach right there and say, hey, you know, my, here's my intro. Hey, random question. Is there any pain, any chance you have pain on the back of your right wrist? I feel like right here, and I point to it. And I've had people say, no, man, I'm good. And I say, oh, okay, you know, just full disclosure, I'm just learning to hear God. He loves you so much, and he shows me things about people. Do you have any pain in your body? And that guy's like, oh, yeah, it's in uh, it's in my right elbow. So I'm pointing to my right wrist. I'm, what, 10 inches away? I'm off by a little bit. And I said, oh, yeah, man, can I pray for your your elbow? And we do, and cool stuff happens. It's available for everybody. Well, I've heard it said, if you don't mind, here's this Kleenex box. Yeah. So getting a word of knowledge, you have one (laughs) word, just one little thought. Yeah. Okay. One little thought. And I know this is probably the radio station, so I'm not going to, but anyway, pull them all out. It starts with one little thought. So you get one word of knowledge. Look at that. Boom. Another word just pops up. Yeah. And then you roll with that word and another one pops up and you just can't stop. Yeah. That's how it starts. But you got to take that step of faith with that first word of knowledge. Yeah. And then more starts flowing. It comes when and you. And God gives yeah. you more. Amen. Everybody says, and we got to wrap up shortly, Jared, but everybody says, Lord, tell me what to say and I'll go say it. That's backwards. The Lord is saying, no, you go start talking in love and I'll fill your mouth. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants it ahead of time. I've never had it come ahead of time. In fact, I've stepped up to people before having no idea what I'm going to say and just say, hey, I feel like God wants me to tell you. And having no idea what's going to come next. And I don't do it a lot because it seems kind of spectacular, but I have done that and something comes out. It's fun. Amen. Amen. Scott, this is so much fun. I hope everybody listening in sees our heart. We are just wanting to glorify Jesus. And it all begins with intimacy with him, spending time with him, and then having him be your model. Yeah. Just following Jesus every day. Scott, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information? Right. Yeah, we would love to encourage you more. So you can find us at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. Uh, we'll also be on the Charisma Podcast Network soon, which is thrilling. You'll be able to see dozens and dozens of old shows and equipping and new ones, too, with great guests. And the cool thing is these are people that are just like you. I'm very interested interested in not having elite people, you know, huge names. I mean, God love them. That's great. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm way more interested in Gavin who works at the shipyard and is seeing people healed as part of his job. The lady who works at the bank, the, you know, just normal folks that are just like you and me, because I feel like if they can do it, 
I can do it. And that's what I want to equip you in. It's available for everybody. All right. Yeah, the Lord loves you. We're thankful for your time on the Firestorm broadcast. We will be coming back at you next time. Tell your friends, find somebody to pray for this week. Ask the Lord to show you who's the one today and then step out in faith. In Jesus' name, pray for them. You'll see cool stuff. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm equipping ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. Be sure to tune in to our next episode where we'll meet Jessica Brazina. Jessica and her husband are raising kids, working day jobs, homeschooling, doing all the same standard Christian life of many of us. But they're also teaching their kids, age six and nine, power evangelism. And these kids are on their own praying for people in the public square. Their kids are seeing people healed. You got to tune in. Episode seven of the Firestorm Show coming at you next.